You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast. We're at season 12, episode 52. I'm John, and tonight joined by Josh. You all right? Good evening, John. How you doing, mate? Hi, good, eh? Good. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Um, and we've got a returning regular. Call him. Can you call me a returning regular? Would that be the right thing to call you? Uh, Scott, well, how you doing? Not bad, mate. I'd say it was a regularly returning now and again, every six months. <laughs> ah, it seems to coincide with... with it seems to... There's this strange kind of co- uh, coinciding, Scott, that whenever Celtic win an old firm, you appear on the Monday or Tuesday night podcast. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we're going to have to put some research into this or something. It's just too much a coincidence. To be fair, I make sure uh, Rachel's on night shift for that week, so I can <laughs> come on. Because it's more, more or less guaranteed now. What's that? Four four attempt changes I've had this season and uh-huh. Uh-huh. executed then. Oh. Five, that's it, no? Four, uh, four. No, five, 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 you're right. Five, five. five. five six in a couple of weeks. See, it becomes that regular now that you actually forget how many things that's happened. But uh, well, we'll, we'll get into that and whether that's going to continue or not. We could just get into it straight away. I could like just sit back and let the two of you kind of go toe-to-toe. Uh, but we'll, there'll be a bit of that anyway. Maybe we'll start with it, seeing as we're on it. Um, so, first of all, from your point of view, Scott, we but I don't know I don't know if it's criticism as such, but I've seen that kind of comments as well about Celtic not playing well again. But is that not a positive in terms of you can not play that well and still beat Rangers? It's became a bit appreciating for me, John, because I've, I've I'm guilty at myself as saying that um, if we play well, it doesn't matter what Rangers turns up, we'll run away with the game and the amount of times this season that we haven't really turned up to our full potential and still came away with the result. It is, it's, it is frustrating, but at the same time, like on Saturday, on, on Saturday, on Sunday, the defensive display for the likes of Carter Vickers and Starfield, Taylor, Johnson before they went off, and then obviously Wilson after that, I, I thought it was brilliant. Like it didn't matter how well we played up top, even if we weren't holding the ball, whatever attack was coming, we were just dealing with it, and it was. It was um, it made me think of the likes of Maldini and Nesta at the back there for Milan, looking at Carter Vickers and Starfield. Or Barese, I don't know, take whatever one you want. Josh, I think you'd bite into that. Not not biting. You'll need to get up you'll need to get up early in the morning in that sun. <laughs> I'm actually currently watching a game now, um that's make me think of the Rangers defence. I'm watching Arsenal against Chelsea there. My god. <laughs> Sterling switched off for one of the goals and it's the exact same as what Tavenier had done at the weekend and Barisic as well. Barisic shut off for the for the goal as well. Like you could see it. That not just expecting the foul to be given. But even at that though, see you, Josh has probably seen the video uh, loads of times in his Twitter feed as the Tavenier one where he looks on his shoulder for Meda and then the next thing Meda's disappeared behind him. But that, it doesn't matter what's happened to the field. Eh, no, Maeda, for Jota, sorry, apologies. <clears throat> it doesn't matter 
if they gave the foul or no, you still need to deal with the next phase of play. And the next phase of play was that ball into the box and Jotas came away for the for the fullback. And I know Josh is currently, before we started, Josh is talking about Rangers players staying and going. But see, for me, and I know, I had a dig, I had a dig on, the, on the chat about this as well, was the whole thing about Tavernier in the Hall of Fame. I genuinely didn't really see see how that becomes a thing with the fact that he's only won two trophies under under his full time at Rangers. Like, there's bound to be other players out there that Rangers could go for, and they just keep it. It's it's like that's that saying about doing the same thing, the exact same thing. It's insanity. You do the same thing every year. Change it up. Just I think Rangers could have set him when he's been hot before. And, listen. That's no, that's not for me to talk about. That's up to Josh to talk about Rangers. But I think the issue with that though is I don't think there's ever been any kind of serious interest from like any decent clubs. Not that we're aware of anyway. Because mm-hmm. um, usually these things get leaked to the media. Well, Morelos had been leaked to the media for to play with every single team under the sun at one point, but he's there and he's gone away out of contract to get a get a new club and a free. So. So so again for the B team just now. Mm. Again, I, I'm sounding like a Celtic dad here, but I'm a Celtic dad without a win. Eh? I've <laughs> not got no got a win, so I'm just a Celtic kid on that. <laughs> I I mean, right. I mean, the game at the weekend. Um, the the thing that that annoyed me about it most was I didn't actually think Rangers played that badly. Um. Back middle to back, um, I thought we were pretty sound defensively, and I thought we were actually quite good in the midfield. Um, I thought John Lundstrom probably had one of his best games this season. I thought Cant Cantwell was exceptional. Um, I thought our field made a difference when he came on. Um, though it just shows you, you know, one tiny minuscule second and the you know three or four players completely switch off and I don't agree that it's Tavernier's fault I've seen the videos that you're talking about but I mean because everyone around the ball completely switches off and Celtic remain completely and utterly switched on um you know Tavernier at right back he's not in a position where he needs to be alert to danger at that moment in time. Um, because, you know, the rest of his teammates have reacted as if, I mean, so the rest of his teammates have reacted as if the ball, as if a free kick's been given. So Tavernier at the other end of the pitch, um, I can you can forgive him for, for being a wee bit um, behind play, um, I would maybe say. I think, but you know, to switch off at that moment in time is absolutely unforgivable. Um, there were so many performances, particularly going forward, um, that were just, yeah, um, lamentable. Um, Kent hooked at half time. Morelos offered nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, Sakala. <laughs> It's going to be one of the most frustrating players ever. Um, I thought when Matondo came on, he looked okay. 
showed some flashes. Um, Haji, Haji's a question mark. I think you know. Come on, to players, players that I think should stay and go. Um, but I just think you know, particularly going forward, we're out of, we're out of ideas at the moment. Completely out of ideas. Um, and that's one of the most, you know, that's one of the most painful things to supposed to get across that we're. Yeah, we're out of ideas. When the summer comes, there will be a sea change in players. Um, there will be a sea change across Rangers. And I think it will be a, a very different Rangers team next season. Whether or not that Rangers team is good enough to topple Celtic is yet to be seen. Um, but, you know, I mean, a lot of the guys are going on free free agents uh, this summer. Um and people are always people are actually forgetting that. So Kent and Morelos are definitely going to go this summer. There's two of the highest paid players at the club. So you know, I mean, there's a tendency to forget how budgets operate. Um, and by getting their wages off of the, you know, by getting those wage bills out of the club, you're freeing up a lot of cash to spend elsewhere. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how things come this season. That was a sore one at the weekend because I felt personally that it was there for the taking if we could just, particularly, in a, I mean, see the last 25 minutes, I think Rangers really did put their foot on the game and dominate um, and we just couldn't get a goal. I agree that with Scott that Celtic were exceptional defensively. I thought Carter Vickers was the man of the match. Um, I thought Celtic's midfield were pretty quiet, but I thought defensively Celtic were exceptional. And their front line, while I didn't, well, I think they are exceptional. Normally, I didn't think they had an exceptional game on Sunday, um, but you know, proofs in the pudding. We switch off for one second, a fraction of a second, and it's Raskin is the main. You know, he's the main culprit. He's one of the guys that everyone's lauding. Um, but we switch off for a second, and Celtic pounce on it, and it's one 0 um. Yeah. So, just exceptionally disappointing. Um, a poor end to the season, and I would like to see a lot of the players relegated to the B team, and I would like to see players that have maybe been on the fringes get some game time in the last five games of the season. I don't particularly care about the last old fun. Um, you know. Um, yeah. I'm just. But but now just ticking down the clock to the end of the season, where we can start doing some business in the transfer market. Cut lines and what you said there, Josh. I've picked up on as you're talking obviously about Kent Morelos. You're not really disappointed in the fact though that you think that with him going to be out of contract, you want to play for a move, like a better move. That's a yeah. that's a big game. It's a big stage to play on. Yeah, yeah, it's... For me, the two of them's got to turn up and kind of show for themselves. It just they just look devoid of confidence. Yeah. And one of the most pain not painful for me, but one of the things that's frustrating um, is that, you know, Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos will, in three, four, five, six months' time, both of them will be at maybe a, an English Championship club or a mid-table club in a second-rate European league. And I mean second-rate as in not one of the big five. So maybe like a Netherlands or a Belgium or a 
even a Portugal, um, you know, they will be playing there and they'll have that kind of moment where they've realised, they realise kind of what they've missed out on by not applying themselves. Um, Morelos, he's not been at all. He's in the, but one of the problems, one of the big, biggest problems is the lack of squad depth. Morelos was the only option to play up top. Everybody else is injured. So we had no other option but to play Morelos up top. The other, the other, the only other marginal option would be to play Fashion Sakala through the middle. And I think, you know, you've seen why Fashion Sakala was not played through the middle. To, to, to miss, I mean, it's quite fucking incredible to miss, to miss the same fucking chance in two separate games, roughly about the same fucking time of the game. Is extraordinary, extraordinary. Um, I can. Duke wouldn't be missing them. Sorry. Duke wouldn't be missing them. Well, I mean, Duke might be one that Rangers want to look at for next season. Um, I don't know if Aberdeen would sell him. We'd have to. It would depend on how much money we'd need to pay. Um, if we could get him relatively cheap, I'd probably have a look at him. Um, I think he's a quality player. He delivers a lot of numbers. You know, John, your tongue's in your cheek there, but he delivers a lot. I mean, the numbers are substantially different to what Ryan Kent's produced over a number of seasons. I think his Duke's numbers are seasons probably better than Kent's numbers for the last three seasons put together. Probably agree. Um, definitely the last two. Um, the, the, I mean, the thing is, you and I disagree in the fact on Ryan Kent. Um, he's been he's had a terrible season, but I do think that on his day. In his heyday, you know, and this is this is me going back to a fit Lee Griffiths sketchy forty goals a season or whatever it was, you know, on his day, Ryan Kent was absolutely unplayable. Um, in that European run to the Europa League final, he was absolutely exceptional, tearing teams apart. Um, absolutely no idea where he's went. He's completely fell off a cliff, and he he looked mentally he looked on Sunday like a guy. Who was ready for Bolton Wanderers? You know what I mean. That's he looked like a guy that was ready for fucking Bristol City. One of those maybe scared of getting injured because he's hoping for us big move to Premier League. Because what was it? Burnley have been linked with, him, and that's where he's getting linked with nowadays. Bumsley, aye, uh, right, aye. So I mean, there, there you are. I mean, see, to be honest, um, I, I probably would. Uh, I mean, two seasons ago. Even last season, that Europa run, I probably would have had Kent doing for maybe Leeds, Everton, you know, that kind of territory. Big English club, maybe not in the top six. Um, that's that's where I would have put Kent. No, no. Um, he'll be lucky to get a move, you know, in a, he'll be lucky to get a move for an English championship club that is looking to get promotion. John, my favourite bit about this so far is the amount of times that Josh has clearly clearly riled up and he keeps swearing. I've never heard him swear so much in my life. Fucking, fucking, that's it. Game's over. Toys at the pram. Season's done now. The game's a bogey. The game's <laughs> a bogey. The game is an absolute bogey. See, um, see, the thing that's confusing me as well, though, mate, is like they're talking about changing things. Right? Bill, is Bill really going to do much different for what he's got there? Because a lot of the boys have been the players that he's been involved in bringing into the club as well, which is quite overlooked in this kind of term. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But but the squad is stale. 
right? I mean, the, the thing is, the, I mean, the th- but the thing is, Bill was involved in bringing a lot of those players um, into the club who won the league by an absolute, you know, landslide, and and what has happened is that the playing squad has went completely stale. Um, our fitness is terrible. Not fitness as in ability to run across the pitch. I'm talking about injuries. Um, our ability to retain players and, and get players playing 30, 40 games a season is fucking terrible. Um, Jack, um, Roof, even Davies is and you know, the new boy Davies. Um, looking down my list here. Hadji's obviously been out for ages, I'll come to him. You know, Tom Lawrence, um, he, we came in and he went out injured straight away. Shooter, um, Hellander, um, you know, Cholak, Cholak, when he got that injury in December, has never really been able to kick on from it. Um, you know, he was outstanding the first half of the season, and then he's just not really been able to recover and kick on for, for getting that injury in December. So, go, even Goldson's had spells it. You know, Mr. Unreliable. Um, I'd like to see actually, I mean, he'll still probably be somewhere 35, 40 games for this season. So, uh, probably closer to 50. But, um, yeah, it's it, it's been disappointing throughout the whole squad. That there, there is a sea change coming this. And, and I disagree. I think, I mean, Bill got his tactics pretty spot on. I, I felt on... Sunday. I thought the ta- tactics of, of his game were, were pretty sound. We were undone by players not concentrating and the forward line, you know, eyeing up a move to West Hampshire. See, see the thing with the right, big change in the summer, the problem I've seen so far, and this might just be the kind of media talk is, it seems to be the only place that they kind of are looking just now is English Championship. I mean, yeah. that doesn't, I don't think, bode well. Maybe that's something that would have worked out in the past, but I think when you look at Celtic's recruitment, the different markets that they're going into, I think the, the general, yeah. you know, um, it's a pretty young squad as well, generally. I, I agree, John. I, I agree, John. Um, the 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 one thing the one caveat to add to that though is that I Celtic have brought in all the Japanese boys etc right but that was a market that Ange Postecoglou knew very well, um and and I agree I don't think we should be looking at secondary English Championship players I don't I want us to be able to be looking at markets elsewhere, but that is a market that Michael Beale knows he was manager there in the English Championship for you know six months there. Um, and then he was, you know, assistant to Stephen Gerrard at um, Aston Villa. So that's a market that he knows about. Um, and, you know, Andy's obviously he's English. I would like Bill to be looking further afield. You know, what, what's happening in, What's happening in South America? You know, he's got contacts doing that way. Portugal. Um, he's he's kind of fluent in Portuguese, isn't he, Bill? I'm, I'm sure he is. He either speak, he's either semi-speaks Portuguese or he's fluent in Portuguese. Um I would like him to be looking further afield and, and try to pick out those few Furahashis, those Hatatis, you know, those diamonds that you're going to be able to get in. Because I don't imagine, I don't know anything about Celtic's wage structure, but I don't imagine Furahashi and Hatati, you know, Iwata, Maeda, I don't imagine these boys are on the same kind of wages that Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos will be on. 
Well, I think it's kind of pie in the sky stuff. The, the whole thing you're talking about, about South America and Portugal. I heard Neil McCann talking about him using his contacts for South America, but there's there's no really been many South American players that came to the Scottish League and been able to cut it. Maybe what, Claudio Canigia? Canigia, Take him. But apart from that, there's not really been many. Like it's, it seems to be. You need to kind of. I think you need to look at markets that suit our game as well. But you've, you've Scott and right, I'm not going to interrupt you, right? But two years ago, you'd have said that about Japan. Nah, as we we brought in that lax out there for Uruguay, obviously South America, aye, and it was it was dug meat, mate. It was it just it's a it's a different style of football. It's one that you kind of, I'm not saying I, I know much about Japan, but like the likes of the South American, you see a lot of South American players in Europe and you can tell the style of play, it's totally different for the way it is in Scotland. Like we're, we're kind of, we're a lot more physical in a lot of leagues as well. And I, I think a lot of South American players didn't really like it. Again, that's more, that's a generalisation as well on the players that have came to the league. That's Over just... the season, you brought in Burnaby, and he was tipped for great things, and he's had to play second fiddle to Taylor. But to be fair as well to Taylor, though Taylor's been he's been phenomenal for me. Um, I think he's hit the he's hit his potential that he was always wanting to hit when he came into Celtic, and I've, I've said this a good few times: is the fact that people were slaughtering him in his first season. He came in after Tierney, and he came for playing. I'm sure it was like a five at the back with Kilmarnock. But he was a wing bank. He had to really learn his game again, and he's just he's came on leaps and bounds. He's been brilliant. So if he's keeping me at the team, playing the way he is, he can't really have any complaints unless he's doing it the rest of the days of the week at training. That's about it. But it's I uh, even Ben Bernabe's looked all right. But for what Josh is obviously looking at, Josh is looking at players that are going to come and change the change the dynamic of the Rangers team and I think you would need to go somewhere like the Championship to kind of pull the players in mate to be perfectly honest uh, but it, again he needs to know what he's talking about he needs to know the kind of player that's going to adapt to it and I, I don't know about you but realistically Ryan Kent and Morelos have been since Rangers have came in, back into the Scottish League well the, the Scottish Premier the Premiership sorry since they've come up they've been the two best players that and that Rangers side, like, you kind of need somebody that's going to kind of, obviously, try and hit the heights again. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, uh, they have been the t- two of the best players um, to come in. I mean, looking at looking at my list here, John, let me rhyme you off the players, right, that I would probably want to get shifted on, right? Free agent or not, right? Kent, Morelos, Hollander, McGregor, McLaughlin, Jack, Kamara, Wright, Offabor, Roof, Davies, Stephen Davis will probably take a, a role in the coaching setup somehow. Uh, Barisic, I would probably seek to move on. Sakala would probably seek to move on. And then I've got question marks over Arfield, Matondo, John Lindstrom, Antonio Cholak. Um, and for Malik Tillman, I've got to be honest, 
I don't. I think five, five closer to six million is a big outlay for what he's gave us so far. He's an exceptionally talented footballer, but he's he's yet to have a big, big performance that justifies paying six million pounds for him. It'd be easier for us saying who you were going to keep. <laughs> yeah, I was about to try <laughs> exactly. Well, well, in terms of keeping, uh, this is just my opinion. I would keep Tav, Haji, Cantwell, Raskin, Yilmaz, Lawrence, Suter, Goldson. And then, obviously, there's King, Lowry and McCrory and, you know, various other kind of Adam, uh, Adam Devine and all that. The um, thing you're going to have to get players that are going to come in and make instant impact. Like proper first-team players that can actually go in and compete with Celtic. Believe yeah. they can beat Celtic. I, I, I mean, I don't know just now at the moment. Is there a proper belief within that dressing room that they can beat Celtic? There, that I mean that that's the thing. Right? I think there will be in in the dressing room. I think there will be a an unspoken belief that Celtic are much better than Rangers at the moment. I, you know, I think you'd probably need to be stupid, you know, not to think that. I mean, it'll no get said. It'll no get it'll no get said in the dressing room. Um, but but you know, it'll be unspoken that they will probably recognise that Celtic are better than them at the moment. Um, but that squad is full of players that have been better than Celtic. You know, I, I mean, it's full of players that won the won the fifty fifth title. It was a very different Celtic then to what it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, hopefully, with a lot of business and a sea change of players, we can see a completely different Rangers next season. It's not it's not out of the realms of possibility for Rangers to go through a transformation this summer, in the same way that Celtic did under Ange Postecoglou. You know. Um, it'll, it'll just be the debate over finances. I know you're saying about Kent and Morelis and the, the wages, but to bring the players in, they're going to have to try and challenge, and or not challenge, but win the league. They're going to yeah, have to pay them top money. Oh, they'll need to invest. Either, but they'll need to invest, and they'll need to shop in the right markets, and they'll need to bring in smart signings. They'll need to get Bosmans. They'll need to get... I would prefer no loans, but, you know, um, we'll, need to, we'll need to spend money. We need, you know... Four or five, probably, transfers in the region of three, four million plus. Is that going to happen? Is that money there, though? Oh, the money's there, John. Shut up. Of course the money's there. This is Glasgow Rangers. Do you know what I mean? This is, you know, I mean, people people are acting as if Rangers are destitute. You know, the money is there. The, 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 it's, I mean, it's... It's not as if Rangers are sitting with a you know a bank full of cash that this is our budget. You know we're a huge footballing club. We can take on debt. You know we can invest in the playing squad to um you know to to improve the playing squad. And bearing in mind as well, like I said earlier, we'll be getting substantial amounts of wages off of the wage bill. Right, Kamar Roof, he'll be on a lot of money. You know what I mean? He's not he's barely played a game of football this season. I mean, you're looking at players, Kamara as well, he'll be on decent money. Hollander, he'll be on decent money. You know, I mean, you're talking about a lot of players here, 14 maybe players that are on good salaries to get off the wage that you can reinvest. But also, I mean, you're forgetting the Rangers. I mean, 
you know, Rangers have brought in cash transfers as a result of business. You know, Patterson, Aribo, Bassey, getting to the Europa League final, making the Champions League. Everybody forget, Everybody seems to forget that we qualified for the Champions League this season. Uh, took some hidings on the way, but we got there. So there yeah. will be money in the bank to spend. It was. I was going to say it's not that long ago, but it was only two or three weeks ago that they were talking about another share issue at Rangers. Do you know what I mean? You're talking about there's money there. That's that's worrying for. Well, no worrying for me. I think it's no no funny, but it just shows you that the money that's came in, where's it went? Like what's what's happening with it? Is it? I don't know too much about business, but there, there's a speaker of soft loans and everything that have all been repaid because there's. People that have put money into the business, which it is, is a business at the end of the day. You're putting your money in and they're expecting a return back, which they've got and they're paying back out. If they're still looking at each share, go for, go for a share issue again. It just shows that there isn't as much money as what you're maybe thinking there. Oh, I mean the share. I mean the share issue could be for any number of reasons. Um, you know, I mean, I mean that it could be. Yeah, I mean that could be for any number. I mean. Businesses do share issues to grow the grow the organisation. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm not a business mogul, obviously. Um, do you know what I mean? That that, that could be for a number of reasons. Um, I agree. I mean, there will be. I mean, there will be obligations with regard to soft loans, etc. Um, that need. But I mean, we've got a new CEO um, or managing director, whatever they're going to call him, and James Bisgrove, who's who's a pretty kind of um, savvy character, I think, in the 21st century. Um, a lot of his kind of dealings with, he's done as the commercial marketing director at Rangers have been quite savvy. I've not agreed with a lot of them, um, but I can see why they were done to bring in commercial revenue into the club. Things like, I mean, even things like the, the NFT thing, right? I mean, that's bringing in I, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think it's quite immoral, but you know, it's bringing in a lot of money into the club. Um, you know, so I, it'll be, it's interesting. I'm excited about next season. I really am. Um, I'm excited to see us get new players in, see a new team, um, and hopefully run Celtic a lot closer for the league next season. I think, I think we will. I mean, I'll I'll be predicting Rangers for the treble next season in my in my SFF predictor. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but but by the way, by the way, right and look, you can listen back, Scott, on on the pods because I've been consistent with this. I think Celtic will be weaker next season, and he, the principal reason is because I think personally that their squad is going to get is going to get. Not torn up, but I think there is going to be money come in for, and that money will get reinvested, obviously. But I think money is going to come in for Hitati, Maeda, um, possibly Greg Taylor, who's had an outstanding season. Um, you know, Cameron Carter Vickers. I think there is going to be, dare I say, Ange Postecoglou as well. I think there is going to be. Vultures circling around Celtic to pick up players, and I think Celtic fans would probably want to be worried about that in terms of. And I, I, I know there'll be a lot of them will be accepting of of um, you know getting the money and being able to reinvest it, um, but I, I do think that a lot of their players will be in want 
you know, they will be wanted this summer, which is a sign of success, but it's also a, a challenge for teams. Yeah, Jesus Christ, I thought uh, the top sport breakfast show finished at 10 o'clock with Ali McCoy. <laughs> it's like you're trying to sell our players and get rid of the manager as per usual. It's as if, like, the only thing that's go- that would give me the fear now is if Foster Cogler goes. That's the only thing that would give me the fear. The likes of Abad, Abad is going to go, it sounds like, his agent's been drumming up his move since before before Christmas. That's going to happen. Obviously, Laddie's been injured. We just need to see how he gets on through the summer, but I think he's got to go. Apart from that, you're talking about the rest of the Japanese contingent as well and Greg Taylor. I don't know who Greg Taylor got to make, to be perfectly honest. There's no really... There's not really been any, any options that have kind of came up to light and through the through the news outlets and everything like that. <sighs> Out the Japanese players, mate. I, again, I don't really, I've never really heard anything, anything getting drummed up for any of them, any of them to go anywhere either. Um, but the likes of Atati, he's still young. Meda's quite old and so's Kyogo. It depends on what they want to do with themselves. Depends on who Ange wants to bring in as well. A big name or something along the lines that could make what players want to stay on to see them try and do something in Europe next year. You never know. Um, I, think put- I think I'll still be comfortable next year. Look at the look at the tally. Look at the points we've, we've put up this, this season. It's unbelievable. We've dropped points in what is it? St Martin. We got beat and we've drew two games. One of them's at Ibrox and one of them's at home just there last week. Three games we've dropped points in. That's phenomenal for a league season. Absolutely phenomenal. I actually believe this season we've been better than the Brendan Rodgers Invincible team. I think the football the football we've played at times has been spectacular. Obviously I'm not taking away I'm kind of taking away for the Brendan Rodgers team, but the football we've played then it was kind of consistently move it left, move it right. This is a direct type of football doing the channels. It's great to watch. And both we've had our injuries this year as well. We have, and we've still kind of came through it. We've still not really looked at that week in the league. I, I, I just think whatever whatever we we get in the summer, or whatever players you're talking about there, I think we'll we'll spend it wisely again because every time there seems to be a player moving on, take a look at the likes of Jackie Marcus there. I think O's going to kick on next season. He was his replacement. And I think we'll end up getting another striker in there as well because we do need it. Like, O is obviously just a young striker. Um, I think he's only 21, maybe. We're going to need somebody with more experience to replace Kyogo when he's obviously coming off the bench. Then a bit of a as well, maybe. Yeah. Like, done well, but do you think maybe in terms of like succession plan or? <laughs> it kind of depends, mate, to be honest. It... <sighs> It doesn't seem to be one that sticks out to me. I've, there's been times this season I've criticised Joe Hart. Um, but it depends on what you want to do, how much you want to spend. Because you need somebody... The only, the only thing I think... The only reason I think we need to replace somebody like Joe Hart right now is for Europe next year. Because he's not really the type of keeper to keep you in the kind of big games for, for his... Short stop mobility, but and uh, I, it could be one of the possibilities, but it's no, it's no glaringly obvious for me. 
That would just be that striker then, really. Pro- yeah. Pretty much, mate. Aye. Uh, that'd be a winger as well, because I, de- I do think Abada is going to go. We need, we need an option out there. And the likes of Forrest. Forrest will... <clears throat> I think this will be his last season at Celtic as well. Um, you de- uh, we'll, need, we'll need options out wide, I, I feel. And then, obviously, on the back of the win on Sunday, it looks very likely that it will be a treble. Was that Callum McGregor? It'll be his fifth treble at Celtic. That's some start when you look at it. Does he, does he go down as a club legend? Oh, he already is. For me, he's up there with Paul McStay. He's left the club to go to Nottingham Forest. And he's stayed ever since. It, went, it, it was it was He left to go to Nottingham Forest on loan. I'll say, but he's been Celtic for the start, and he's had his chance to move away, and he's he's, he's batted it away. Stayed where he is. He just loves the club. He's what a speaker he is as well. He's brilliant when you see him coming out, and you can tell the boy knows his football. Like he's no, a, he's a switched on footballer. Like do you know what I mean? He's he holds his own. He's brilliant. Uh, I here's a, here's a, here's one for you. A hot take. I'd actually say he's um he's better he's been better for Celtic than Scott Brown has. More influential, maybe. Oh definitely. Just even the, the type of football player he is, mate, the way he picks up the ball, he, he moves us forward. Obviously Scott Brown had all that as well, but Calmer Giger just does it much, much better, much, much tidier. I think he's better ability wise than Scott Brown ever was. Um, no, no, it's no supposed to ride on Scott Brown's achievements uh, with that, but I think he, I, I mean, he is technically a better player um, than Scott Brown ever was. Um, and I think, I think out of the two of them, I, I think you know, Kel McGregor is probably the one that that teams elsewhere would have looked at closer and seriously, you know, wanted to look at signing. Um, you know, I don't think I don't think Scott Brown, while he's an exceptional player for Scotland and for Celtic, obviously, um, and Hibs, um, I, I don't think he was ever really on the radar for getting picked up by anywhere further afield than Scotland. Um, however, Cal McGregor, I think, could be. Although, obviously, he's, you know, as you said there, Scott, he's had his chance and he's turned it down to go go away. Um, so, uh, but yeah, not exceptionally talented footballer. He's he's even, I think he's quite um, underrated in the Scotland team as well, Josh, to be honest. Like, his, his ability for me is phenomenal. I think there's a lot of teams that he could slip into. Again, for some reason we're always this, but the benchmark isn't the English Premier League, but there is a lot of teams that you could just slip into naturally down there as well. Yeah. I said that so, the, I said that in the last Scot uh, last Scotland pod that I felt he was as good as anything you'll see at centre midfield in the top top kind of six in England. Hmm. We even had him in the combined Scotland to be eleven as well. Yep. Yeah. The the fact that's as odd speaking of but likes of Scott Brown and that just there. Player that was playing with him back when uh, we were starting this brilliant run was uh, Paul. Uh, it was Barry Robson. So he's just signed, obviously, his deal with Aberdeen. 
What do you think about that, mate? I two year deal, I think, in terms of what he's done as an interim manager, it's pretty hard to to know give him the job. Um obviously he's been helped as well by the assistant Agnew, um, who's got massive experience down south. There was some talk maybe the delay was they weren't sure whether he was going to stay on. Um and that was maybe what led to Robson only getting the job now as opposed to maybe kind of a few weeks ago. So I I mean it's all promising signs, what seven games uh, unbeaten, six clean sheets. Obviously, we've only conceded that penalty against Dundee United from McGrath. Getting results. The Rangers game in particular, I wouldn't say necessarily be out, outplayed Rangers, but I think we outthought Rangers. Um, and we were very disciplined defensively. So for him, he's turned it around in terms of what Goodwin hasn't done. Goodwin promised us out of the defence, whereas Robson has. Um, Maybe the kind of team is a bit in the mould of him as a, a player himself. So our big thing is going to be though recruitment as well in terms of rebuild because if you look at our squad, we've got eight players on loan just now. Um, there's also speculation McCrory's going to leave. And then you see interest potentially in maybe Duke and Mayovsky. So in terms of rebuild for us, squad-wise, we're looking at maybe at the moment, the only kind of guaranteed players to stay on just now are is starting is loose and goals, which has been a good signing for us. Um, defensively, the boy McDonald that we brought in in January, he's now signed a two-year deal. So he's going to stay. He's been impressive, really good. Um, but I reckon a leader as well, so there's him. But aside from that, you're looking at scales being away back to Celtic. I don't know what kind of fee Celtic would be looking for um, if he's to leave. Would it be that he would have interest from from down south or elsewhere, like you maybe said at the start of the season, that he would come to us and it would be a case of Mel put him, put him in the shop window. Um, I don't think I, I don't think Skills has got a future at Celtic, John. Um, I don't think he has, but it's nah. it's what transfer fee that maybe they would run from. That would maybe the, be the, the sticking point. Paul, I could probably go back to Watford. Um, I suppose it depends whether they maybe kind of see him having another loan deal, but I think if they were giving him a, having a, another loan deal for him, it would probably be down south. Um, but that side of things, Clarkson is one as well. He'll go back to Liverpool. I've seen a rumour earlier that Rangers and Celtic were both interested in him. don't know how accurate that is. Um, good player, technical, um, eights, scores goals. Um, but yeah, basically we've got Ruse McDonald signed up for that season in terms of the kind of starting lineup. Ramadani, who's been really good for us, um, especially since Robson came in. Um, and then you've got, well, Duke and Mayofsky and Hayes that signed a new deal. I don't know whether Hayes will be a kind of regular on that season on the team or whether he'll be in there as a squad player where they can have you kind of move into coaching. So you're looking at maybe what, five or six starters. Um, do, do, do you think Mayofsky will hang about, John? I don't think he's got a hope in hell of hanging on to Duke, but Mayowski, Mayowski, he's, he's been a weird one because he, he, obviously he was exceptional in the first half of the season, then he went through a bit of a kind of a tail off, and maybe for about three or four months, you know, where he wasn't scoring all that regular, and he's picked up in the last kind of three, four weeks. I think what we've seen is, see, since Duke has come into prominence in terms of scoring goals, Mayovsky's had to play kind of second fiddle, whereas at the start of the season, Mayovsky got off to a flyer. 
Um, we've probably seen different sides to my office game, whereby you can maybe kind of link up the play a wee bit, set up goals, create. The only thing that maybe we'd count it against and maybe moving on to like a bigger club at the moment is it's kind of first touch. Um, so whether that's kind of something that you can kind of work on. I mean, Duke said he wants to stay, but I've seen the earlier Burroughs has come out and say, you know, if um, anyone wants to deal with us in terms of our my off and Duke, then it'll only be a big offer. But they're not actually going to say that. The, the, the players are going to attract interest. Maybe um, the prospect of European football, if we can get guaranteed group stage football finished third, that's obviously assuming that Celtic do the business against um, Inverness in the Scottish Cup final. That could have some say. I know it's only maybe going to be the Conference League, but playing in Europe might help them out. And then obviously helps then attract other players coming in as well. So um, does the Scott does the Scottish Cup still get European football? If you win it. If you win it and it's it's so if it's no Celtic you're gonna get European football anyway, then it'll go to the third place. Yeah. In terms of like that guarantee. So like see last season, uh, Hearts obviously finished third in the league and they finished runners up to Rangers in the Scottish Cup. Rangers have finished second so Hearts got uh, kind of guaranteed football in the group stages on the basis of finishing third in the league so who get and the they, other who get the other space Dundee United remember oh so, so did I nice. um, so no one more uh, oh. uh, I St Johnson no 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 that was there that was last season um, oh god that, we should really know this Scottish was it Motherwell, it was Motherwell, because my Motherwell um, played the Irish team. It's Ligo. Ligo Rovers. Oh, aye, aye. Yeah, it went aye. Um, so, aye. So, that, that would be the main thing. If we get European football, we can guarantee group stage football. And maybe kind of make some more attractive to maybe kind of sell on later on. Um, but it'd be difficult. Um, but, you know, I think there's, there's things there that Robson can do well. I suppose it's a short sample size in terms of games. But we come out with the kind of performances so far and beat the kind of teams that he has. It's going to be. It's going to be an a chance. It's going to be interesting, John. You know, in terms of the league uh, out with the old firm, because you, you're looking at you're looking at a, a, a league where you've got um, Barry Robson. You know, young managers taking you know stepped up for the youth. You've got Stuart Kettlewell. All right. Ex- Fairly experienced manager, but also stepped up for the background. Yep. You've got Stephen Naismith, who I don't think will be the Hearts manager next season, but we will see. Uh, you've got um, there's another one, isn't there? Well, Stephen McLean at St. Johnson, but I doubt he's going to. I doubt he'll get the job. I think it would depend with McLean. See if St. Johnson get relegated. I think Aye. McLean would maybe. I know that sounds weird, but I think he'd maybe get the job, even though. Right, they'll be losing that much money. I think I sort of a cheaper option. Um, yeah, I see what you mean now. But Aberdeen could be in a position of strength because if Hearts are looking for a new manager, I mean, who are Hearts going to get? I, I don't know. Is there anyone who's been linked that that looks like a bet? I seen talk of Wilder that got linked was, but I think that's just maybe his agent just throws his name out there again. Cool. He'll, he'll probably get another English club. Um, they'll be looking. They'll be looking for a big. They'll be looking for a marquee name. Though Hearts, they they will want to stamp their authority over Aberdeen if Aberdeen finished third. You know what I mean? They'll want to regain that third place spot straight away next season. Yeah. 
um, and they'll be wanting to put a marker down and get a manager that has some pedigree. Um, uh, it'd be interesting to see who they go for. But it's going to be a, you know, I think we're at that stage now where, I mean, the more interesting parts of the season, I mean, the Scottish Cup for me is, a, it's, you know, that's it's done, obviously. Um, so for me, the, the most interesting part of the season now is actually that battle we finished third and um, the relegation spot, who's going to finish 11th. Yeah. We put ourselves in. We put ourselves in a very good position with the Rangers. Was like, absolutely. Um, however, have... the, the fixtures after the split, you obviously get Rangers and Celtic away from home. Mind you, Celtic are winning the league by then, so maybe again it'll be like uh, before when Celtic had won the league and we won in the last day of the season. Remember the the game it was a uh, Morgan and Aye. Lustig yep. and Brown Aye. and all that. Getting I remember that. Who was the right back for you? Shea Logan. Shea Logan. He was across in front of us. Like the rest of the team were away celebrating with Aberdeen fans. Them still, you know, I'm going. What? What? What's your issue here, mate? Like, why are you? Why are you doing that? Go and enjoy your day. Aye, but I mean, there was no love lost between Celtic fans and Morgan because of the was it Tony situation. Remember as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, and some other situations. That's still quite fine. No funny, but like weird. Like there's there was a situation there, but. I don't know why it was it was dealt with the way it was. It was only it was one word against the other, but one word seems to be a bit stronger, if you know what I mean. Logan's Logan's not going to come away with that, but it was weird what happened at the time. Should never have should never even have came to that. So Aye. Um in terms of like the rest of the league in terms of relegation, we'll probably maybe can I talk about that more and we go on because there's five games left, but this Friday night and it should be getting marketed the fuck in terms of I know, how man. massive I know. this is. How is it no? Every team, apart from Wraith Rovers, has something to play for. So for a second season in a row, we have a last day title designer. Because obviously last season there was Kilmarnock and Abroad. No, 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 no. That John, that was there was still games to play. No, it was last day, was it not? No, it was not. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. Because uh, I was at that game. Uh, Arbroath, if if Arbroath had won that, they would have took it to the last day. It was the second last game and Kelly went five points clear, I'm sure. Um, and that's how they won the league. I think this is, because this is the last game and and it's and it's the two teams. I think it's absolutely extraordinary. Um, I, I honestly, John, I'm, I'm certain of it. Our growth had another game to play. They de- they definitely. It may have been that it was Kelly's last game, and our growth had a game in hand. Um, but but it was definitely um, not our growth's last game of the season. Oh, I maybe can I just Kamarik's last home game of the season. Yeah, maybe something like that. But but it was it definitely wasn't their last game. Uh, I mean, how rare how rare is that? By the way. I mean, I mean, in terms of the odds, I'm trying to think of another time in, in that I remember a league ever being two teams the last game of the season, and because the fixtures are announced fucking ages before, you know, the, the two teams that are going for the league are playing each other on the last day of the season in a shootout to win the league. Basically, wait, wait, when's that ever happened before? I don't remember that ever happening. Sadly, Rangers Aberdeen. It happened with Rangers Aberdeen. In the top flight. Right, right. We were still cutting about in horses and carts then, John. I'm talking about, you know, I'm talking about 
when anybody that's alive right now can remember it. Aye, Rangers Aberdeen. <laughs> Tongue in the cheek there, John. I was speaking to a Queen's Park player at the weekend. I'll, I'll no name him because he was in the Celtic end. Um, and he was he was kind of confident, like, so I says, no, I says, I says, what is it? I says, you can still get, you can still win the league. He says, I, if we come out, we win and we win on Friday, we win that league, that's it done. But it was the way he said it, like, obviously, I know that's what they need to do is win it, but it was as if that's the job we've got in front of us. We're going out there to do it, like, he's the one of fear, yeah. Uh, ah, you're right, Josh. We've uh, come on and played retro Rovers last day of the season. Yep, aye, aye. Um, aye, I'm, I, uh, yeah, it's it, it's going to be, um, yeah, it's it's heating up. I mean, and like like you said, John, the fact that every team except Wraith Rovers is has got all to play for is extraordinary. Aye, because even what you've got down the bottom, um, you've got Arbroath in eighth, playing Hamilton in tenth. Um, you've got Cove Rangers in ninth, playing Morton, who are sixth. Inverness and they are both in fifty-five points. Um, and then I Wraith Rovers host Arcata. So I mean, you've got to imagine based on Wraith Rovers not having kind of much to play for. What was it? They had 13 players named on Saturday there. Yeah. Including one goalie. I think they've got some suspensions back, but you've got to think Partick Thistle will win. Um, so you're expecting Partick Thistle to be in the playoffs. But aside from that, is anybody's mate? Um, I, I think that Partick will finish second. I think they'll be hoping Dundee do them, do them a favour. Um, and uh, they, they can finish second. Like, but like I said all along, see, regardless, I think if Partick finish in the playoff spaces, I think they're getting to the final. And then I think whoever finishes 11th is going to stay up. Uh, I think I'd read a start earlier that than this. Maybe, I think maybe right. Queen's Park have beaten Dundee three times this season. Okay. Better on. It's one of those ones I've been seen on Twitter. Alright, okay. That's interesting. Try and check. Look who the fixtures. I don't know what Jenks got in terms of the championship. I actually hope Queen's Park did it, mate. I hope they do go and win it. Just something different to come up into the league. I'd love to see what they're going to do next season. I take it if they do come up, they will get a chance to use Hamden. Slight mistake with that one, John. Uh, Queen's Park haven't beat Dundee once this season. Aye, so <laughs> so just just the exact opposite that, mate. Maybe I've done. Maybe is it maybe Dundee have beat Queen's Park three times? Yeah, I think that's it. I yeah, did. They have beat Queen's Park and then they've drawn one. Um, I uh, well, the stadium, Scott. The stadium's not even. You know, it's not looking like it's it's going to be ready. And there's a minimum. Attendance as well, isn't there? Because uh, I think they were only. I think their attendance is only going to be max like, is it like what seventeen hundred or something like that? The stadium is eventually going to be able to hold lesser hand and and was did it no used to be 
that a, a, a club had to have a minimum 6,000 seat a stadium um, to be in the Premiership. I think it used to be 10. I think that's how Aberdeen never got relegated that year, John and Falkirk. Stayed in the Championship or the League One at the time it would have been. It was 10,000 at one point and I think at some point mm. it kind of changed that to 6,000. I think it went to 6,000 because Adam, Hamilton, New Douglas Park holds exactly 6,000, I'm sure. Um, and I think that's why they got that because they they made it like that because that was when Hamilton Ackies were um, coming into the league, uh, coming into the top flight even you know going back about fifteen, sixteen, twenty years ago or something. Um, but uh, I I don't know what they would do. They would probably have to because they don't own Hamden anymore. So you could rent it though with it. I imagine you'd make it back with ticket prices like surely. Well, no, their attendances. I mean, they're no, no well attended team at all. I mean, you're 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 keeping in mind that they're renting out Hamden for the SFA. It's the SFA that own it now, isn't it? I think um, Hamden that is. So you're renting out that, and then you're you're getting, you know, ticket ticket revenue of maybe four, five hundred fans, maybe three hundred, four hundred, five hundred fans. It's not a lot. Because they're going, because they're going all out, all over my area in Glasgow. They're, I mean, they're going out to all the schools and offering them uh, like whole classes, free tickets for all the kids to go to the Queen's Park game. Um, and they're running, they're running buses for the south side of Glasgow to go up to where is it? The plays at Stenhouse. Aye, aye. They're, they're Oakleview. Um, that that either running free buses for here up to Oakleview. Get the, and they can't fill the buses at all. They can't get the kids to go in. Um, it's a shame such a an important and historic club in Scotland's just no get the kind of same stature that maybe it's it's other two. You know, Glasgow. I mean, if you're thinking about, you know, I, I would always consider the, the big three Scot Glasgow clubs to be Queens Park Rangers and Celtic um, in terms of history. But, um, and that order in your head as well, Josh? Uh, no, I think you know what order uh, mines would go. <laughs> um, but uh, I think I, I'd have uh, Ross Vale uh, before Celtic. Uh, or what, what they called now? Which, which one? Which one? <laughs> which one, hi. Hi, <laughs> um, man. Uh, no, but it, it is a shame. Um, they kind of pull in the, you know, the kind of crowds they would have done 40, 50, 60, 70 years ago, but that's football. Um, everything is decided in League One. Confirmed one league. All cut energy Arlo in the playoffs. And then Clyde in ninth, they win the league. They play off in PA relegated. So, how much to. Airdrie Falkirk, eh? The Battle of the Scumbags. <laughs> No, I mean, two of the scummiest clubs ever, man. I, I uh, totally agree with, uh, agree with that. Like, I've, uh, I've witnessed Airdrie fans going absolutely mental at Stirling Albion after they put them put them down into League One as the Albion went up to the Championship and they were all trying to get in the park and fight with, fight with wee guys. It's quite funny. Scary, but funny. I was one of the wee guys. Did you go to the title party on Saturday for Stolen Albion? I had to never, mate. Um, I had to kind of remember what was doing. I had something on. But uh, 
I did just about have the Stirling Albion team in at my gig the day they won the league. But they got rejected at the door, the bouncers, because they were in their Stirling Albion tracksuits. <laughs> oh, mate, that is fucking shocking, by the way. I hate I that, man. You're playing a gig in a, in a pub, like a well-known pub in Stirling, right? And the, the whole Stirling Albion team rock up after winning the league and the bouncers are like, oh, no, the night, pal. What what are we doing to, in this country? To be, to be fair, the bouncers, the bouncers are only for this area. So they probably know, never mate. had a clue. I well. It would have been up to somebody else to tell them, but they ended up in uh, Stirling's premier nightclub off the FUBAR. Oh, I've oh, been there. With the Stirling Albion tracksuits on. And, and uh, I... I met Darren the day after I met, met him before the player year night and I says to him I says what happened and he told me the story he says I was I was battering fuck out the window to try and get you here but you couldn't hear for your guitar I was like, sorry mate phoned <laughs> <laughs> ahead or something like that and said didn't yeah. I know well I, I did get the text to say they were coming and I told the manager but she'd went away by that point and just one of the unlucky things that they've been brilliant to get involved in. But to be fair, I've seen a lot of Sterling Albion boys, like the fans. They were well on by the time I started. They looked like a few bouncing the heads off the walls <laughs> on the way out the door. Um, but I, again, linked to all the playoff spots I've decided in terms of for the League 1 playoff. The Martin are in at East 5. But the big one will be... Terms of tenth, Albion Rovers probably like, but to be honest, the goal difference. Even if Albion Rovers win, it would take a big goal swing for Rovers not to be club forty two, as they say. Who do who do going to play? Um, I'm just thinking who's uh, top of the Highland and who's top of Lowland. So the first leg was last weekend. Spartans and Brecon and Spartans won one nil. Ah right, aye, okay, okay. Spartans won one nil. Right, okay. And then it's a it's a two leg against the forty second club and and t- yes mm. okay well all could change that season as we kind of alluded to last week with the introduction of this conference league that seems to be happening I'd hate to see Albion Rovers go down man I'd hate it Got a soft spot for Albion Rovers yeah one of those teams though that have kind of struggled for a good few years and. In terms of the pyramids, kind of working. Aye, I agree. Hey, it, it's serving the function that it's there to serve, isn't it? Yeah. We'll see what happens, but aye, there's still a wee bit to play for last year of season, but it's mostly in the championship. On Friday night. Very good watch, anyway. We'll be tuned in, I'd imagine. Absolutely. It'll be a good watch. Anything I think I try and watch a championship game, I think it's been nil nil. Um, so hopefully Friday's yeah. a bit different I hope you're busy then John <laughs> <laughs> well it it'll be on Alipa wouldn't it UC Scotland oh is it okay check that yeah, out BBC Scotland have other Friday night championship games mate oh sorry no sorry I thought we were talking about something else there aye aye, aye. sorry I'm bed on my head there so are you thinking of Junior Cup coming up or something like that uh, no, mate, I was, uh, I'll, hey, I'll be fucking, uh, I'll have my uh, Rutherglen track on for that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. How many th- how many trackies in the football tops have you got, by the way? You're a man of many clubs. 
I'm a, no, I'm a man of uh, many hatreds. I hate, I hate Cumnock, man. They're a bunch of fucking Irvin Meda rejects. Um, I hate them, man. How do you feel uh, about Darvel, Josh? How do you think you're going to go next year? <laughs> How do I feel about Darvel? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, here's here's an SFF exclusive, by the way. Oh, and it's so, so, I mean, you will have seen the news that Graham Dorns is away to Johnston Borough. Yes. Um, so, I've got it on good authority that a number of the Darvel players are going to Johnston Borough. There is a multi-millionaire putting money into Johnston Borough, a la Darvel, um, and they're taking a lot of the players for the top flight in the West of Scotland Football League, but a lot of the boys for Darvo are going up to Johnson Borough um, for the similar kind of money situation. And the thing is, right, here's who I'm no biased, right? Here's who, I'm no get a, here's who I've no got a beam upon it. I'm no particularly bothered about Johnson Borough getting money pumped into them because Johnson Borough have a support and they have a, you know, they have a bit of a history. You know, they are, a, they were a well-attended club in the past and, and they have, go a trophy cabinet, etc, etc. So, you know, if somebody wants to come in and, you know, pump all the money into them and all that, you know, it's that's the way of football. Um, so I don't mind that. Darvo, do you want me to talk about Darvo? How long we got? You're enjoying that season anyway. Uh, I'm very much enjoying Darvo finishing convincingly, convincingly second. Um, they're probably going to finish third, actually, aren't they? Well, that's if we can pull on that together, because we've not been particularly great in the league over the last few weeks. Um, however, we did win a cup on Friday, which was nice. Very, very much enjoying it. Dar- I would enjoy Darville finishing convincingly third, because there's no soldiers I love there, let me tell you. Um, we should congratulate Beath, though, for winning the league. They secured that on Saturday, some turnaround from last season when they almost actually got relegated and they were two points off relegation. Um, so Chris Strain... It's a strain factor, isn't it? Good manager. Good manager. Um, mm-hmm. So he's turned things around there and as I say, I Friday night, I was at Talbot v Clyde Bank and I hate Clyde Bank so I was delighted to beat them especially in controversial circumstances as they were raging thinking there should have been a red card. They got a dodgy penalty so you're up then. I hate Clyde Bank at all, mate. Scumbags, I don't like them stealing Yoker's ground, I know. You know what I mean? Aye, they'll try and tell you. Tell you try and tell you it's their ground when it's Try and tell you it's their ground when it's Yoker's ground. So they'll try and tell you that they're the same club and all that and different things. Aye. So, um, aye. But we'll see what happens for the rest of the season. But I doubt it might finish second, but. They were a cop. Anyway. Ken, Ken, something, John. I mean, we were talking about it earlier on. You said earlier on it would be quicker to name all the Rangers players that I want to stay. Right? I'm just thinking it would actually be quicker for me to name the West of Scotland Football League teams that I'm all right with. Aye. Well, that's, that's a good thing, though, isn't it? That's because there's so many kind of local teams that you learn to dislike. Oh, I very much enjoyed Pennyburn Rangers going down. Going down, down, down. Um, well, mind you, you said you would keep many Rangers players. Would you keep many? Would you keep many other medal players for that season? 
Uh, well, it's no bit whether I'll, I'll keep them or not. Fucking half of them are jumping ship, and I don't blame them. Oh. But that that will that will be that will we'll save that for our uh, West of Scotland Football League pod, John. Okay, no problem. End of, the end of season summary pod. Um, I think that is a wrap for this week. Unless oh, there's anything else you guys have got. Well, I mean, you've no mentioned the big one this Saturday, mate. I know we're, we're, we're talking a lot about West of Scotland like we always do, but you've no mentioned the big one this Saturday. Or have you made that night Talbot? Well, aye. We need to get revenge because you beat us only a few weeks ago. What I will tell you is, if you get wide, I'll have you ejected for the Irving Meadow Social Club. Right? Yeah, yeah, wait a minute, right. I remember last season we were playing yous. It might be, I'm trying to it was the Scottish Cup fixture, league fixture, and you were saying, I come down early, I'll get you in the social club, no worries, no worries at all. So I contacted you to see we were in Irvine, we were at Turf, and you left it to about, you never even came to get us, or, or said. <laughs> you never came You never come into the club? Oh, because we didn't know where we were getting in, whereas we knew for certain we were getting pints and stuff. I said you, would, I said you were getting in. Ah, uh, you're never sure. Right, so well, you'll, 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 you'll get in on Saturday, right, as long as you get there earlier. Aye, I'm... Um, Actually, Cesar, I call John. I think your idea early was like half an hour before the game. Oh, we were, I remember, because the boy and me were there, early doors at the turf. Were you? Turf opens at 8 o'clock in the morning, so if you fancy a pint and nothing, that's your place. Um, for that. But, oh, I need to give you a prize a shout out. I seen your sign you were talking about that. Was it Penny Cook? Penny Cook and the travels. Yeah, I got what I get. Chicken and haggis one. Nice. And a steak one. Both decent, though, I did think the crust was a wee bit soft. So they ended up, they had done my fork at the end just to kind of scoop up the rest of it. And I couldn't even, I couldn't even nah. see any forks. Um, they were good. Um, though I do have it signed times tomorrow night because I'll be going to breathe and they are the best pies around the Balmoral pies there. So all good. Why not? Bye, I'll be there on Saturday. They fight in the good. car park, boys. They fight in the car park. Exactly. Um, just stay it in the just stay outside in the I don't know, I'm trying to say I'm too tired, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye. This is, aye. This is a collective two day high over for celebrating Sunday, mate. I'm sorry. Uh, right. So that's time up. Uh, but ninety minutes maybe we've played tonight. Um and I'm no I'm gonna make sure when I read stats that I read them correctly. Maybe I need glasses. It probably was other way around. Probably Dundee bloody unbeat against Queen's Park. If you win the spot, hey ho. Mm. We all make fuck ups, don't we? Right, cheers, guys. Yes. See you, mate.